Simpson-ish. This is Alex Nepa hitting you with a solo cast this Monday. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Before I start, I want to ask you a big, big, big favor. If you listen to the podcast, um, including like, you know, feel free to hit me up in my DMs anytime at DJ Alex Nepa. Tell me what you like, hate, what you love to hear talked about. But it'd be a big thing for me if you could just like and uh, subscribe or rate my podcast wherever you're listening to it, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. It's a huge help, and I definitely would appreciate that. I want to talk about a couple things. Um, number one, I'm going to steal some advice uh, that my, I heard Mike Walter say a couple years ago, and it's uh, always been something that's rung true, and, and, and this year more than ever, is always have your next trip or always have your next vacation planned. Um, basically, always have something to look forward to. And I mentioned that in my podcast with Mitch uh, Taylor this past week, and I thought it was uh, worth dropping here for sure, too. Um, got a trip planned for the family in Florida, December 22nd through December 31st. Very much looking forward to that. Going to spend Christmas at my parents' place, and Kristen and I are going to break away for three days and go to Tampa so that's that's my next trip that I'm looking forward to. Then we've got a trip to New Orleans. Yeah, dude, just just always have your calendar full with the next trip. That way you can count something down. You know, have just have something to look forward to if you're feeling stressed and bogged down with work. So the few things I want to talk about today, number one is holiday parties, corporate holiday parties, or just corporate parties in general, and and my philosophy about them. I'm in a pretty small area, State College, Pennsylvania. It's uh, the home of Penn State, and Penn State's definitely the largest employer, and then, you know, you've got the county government and things like that, um, and then those are kind of like the biggest employers other than like AccuWeather's headquartered here, so I don't really get a ton of holiday parties, and I don't hate that because there's just a ton of small companies here, and with that with those small companies comes small holiday parties, like, you know, 20 to 30 person dinners. And they're just not really a good look. So when your calendar is full and you've, you're tenured in the business, I guess you could say, and you've got your reputation, one of the things you really need to consider when you book all of your parties are, you know, the look or like, how are you going to come off looking and, and what's, what's your, what are people going to say about you after the event? And for me, 20 to 30 people parties, even like under 100 person parties, aren't always the best look. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like my image is a party rocker. I'm a, I'm a club guy at heart and just like packed dance floors. That's my shit. Even before I had my total presentation together, and again, it's always developing, but before I had my total presentation together as, you know, a wedding host, MC that kind of shifted his focus into party rocking once the dancing started. I I knew that I could always get by with, you know, how hard I was going to crush that dance floor. So, you know, in terms of the total entertainment package, you've got that event host role that you play early on in the night. Then you've got that party rocking DJ role that you play, you know, late night. And that's kind of, you know, the presentation and the package that I deliver. So with a small corporate party, like where you're just kind of a vibe setter and people might have that expectation of a rager because they don't know, like, you know, hey, like it's a small party, but they think they want to party with all their closest friends from work. You know, it just doesn't work out that way. And I've had some of the worst parties in my life 
doing corporate, small corporate parties. And I've learned along the, along the way that it's just not me. It's not what's best for my image. So I usually turn them away. But again, you know, when the phone rings or, you know, you get an email inquiry or you get a text from somebody saying, hey, we want to throw this party, it's tough to turn away money. So I do have an alternative that I pitch to a lot of corporate events um, and then holiday parties and things like that, you know, the midweek stuff. So number one, you know, I've got a salsa photo booth that I've branded as Lyric. So we've always got that option in terms of extra entertainment. Um, I'm not a karaoke dude, so I can't present that. If you do karaoke, that is a good alternative, good option. But my big thing that I've done is actually I've partnered up with a couple local comedians. There's like a comedian troupe out here, and they actually tour nationally. Um, great people. They're called Wisecrackers. So I always refer them. I think that's a perfect kind of blend. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll play their dinner music, we'll let their or whatever, we'll let them chill, you know, we'll play some cocktail hour music and we'll do some vibey stuff depending on, you know, the age of the crowd. And then we'll bring in a comedian that matches that that crowd and matches like kind of their their with we've got a couple of comedians to choose from. So we'll match them with the comedian that kind of like, you know, if it's an older demographic, we're going to get somebody a little more safe. If it's, you know, that young twenties, mid thirties kind of crowd, like we're going to get somebody a little more raunchy, a little more fun. And yeah, that, that's what I do for like most of my local corporate parties. I just, you know, I refer them to a comedian. I, I, you know, basically act as a booking agent, make a little bit of money on top of that. And it's a win-win. So, you know, we set some musical vibes early and then we kind of let a more interactive show take over. And again, that might not be what they want. If they don't want a comedian, like I'll kind of price myself super high so that, you know, um, either I price myself out of the event or, you know, if I'm maybe not in the best position for myself, at least I'm making a little bit more than I would normally. Um, so shifting into corporate events, I did a big party for Duolingo, which is a language learning app, a really, really great, probably one of the best language learning apps out there in terms of ease of use and getting into the, a new language easily. And they're headquartered in Pittsburgh, and Digital Dave usually does their stuff exclusively. And Dave was in a bind where he was already booked. They were This company was a little late to book him. I don't really know all the backstory. You'd have to hit him if it's even important, but whatever. Dave couldn't cover it, and Dave um, came to me and said, hey, are you open? I said, I can be. And Dave presented me to Duolingo um, and gave them the option. And Dave was like, hey, I'm not available, but I've got a good friend in State College who's a dope DJ. And yeah, they ended up going with me. And thank you, Dave, first of all. Second of all, it was fun as hell. It was cool. Like they, So I love this young tech company corporate culture. It almost, almost makes me want to get into the office world and makes me want to work in an office like that because there's such a positive corporate culture and it's such a, I guess, like a loose kind of corporate culture. It's tough to explain. It's just like... It's not that stuffy, you know, suit and tie, briefcase, you know, put on your uh, your bullshit hat. And it's, it's just, hey, be yourself, work hard. We're going to give you room to grow. Um, we're going to mentor you and, and even let you kind of develop things on your own. So it's just a dope corporate uh, culture. And their party went from like 7 p.m. till 1 a.m. And I was basically, Dave, like, Dave was like, I asked Dave for some guidance in terms of, you know, how he's played the parties in the past. I don't want to put on a Dave imitation because that's not true to me. And and if I were to put on a Dave imitation, I'd be worse than myself and not as good as Dave. So, you know, that's, that's one thing. If, if you ever get booked by another DJ that can't cover an event, 
you want to you you want to play to your strengths and represent that DJ well because um, I want Dave to get that call back next year and I want them to say oh we liked Alex um, and if Dave wants to book me again cool if um, you know if Dave if they want Dave back even better and and if they asked me directly I'd straight up say like yeah I'm not available hit Dave up so that's you know always always be kind to the person that's uh, thrown that event to you. But again, yeah, I want I wanted to be me. I wanted to be the strongest me I could be. And I just kind of wanted some direction from Dave in terms of the flow of the event. Okay, you know, do they want Christmas music? Do they want, um, you know, to be kind of like a club? What vibe are they looking for? So Dave gave me, Dave actually sent me a Serato history from 2019, which is the last year he played, unfortunately. 2020, the party wasn't a thing because of COVID, and uh, I'm glad it was this year, even though I had to show proof of vaccination. So there's that. But I guess now you know my vac status. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, dope party, and I, I really loved it. They had a lot going on. They had microbreweries. They had some distilleries in there. Lots and lots and lots of food. They had like different floors of their complex had different things going on. So just a lot for employees to do. So early on in the night, I, I played some Christmas vibes. Then I shifted to kind of like an indie indie dance vibe, like. Nothing like that would get people like out on the dance floor like crazy, but I also didn't, I, I also didn't want to go like jazzy. I didn't want to like put them to sleep because it's a super young company and, and jazz is good vibes, but one of the floors I actually had Spotify with just like a, like a plain old like kind of Bing Crosby, Dean Martin Christmas playlist. So I didn't want to replicate music that was being played on different floors. And I, personally, I love Andy Dance. Um, you know, shout out to Simo, who was actually on the Drew and Fuse show this past week. He's a homie for sure. And um, one of the dopest editors in the game, not just one of the dopest editors, but one of the dopest like curators of indie dance music in the DJ business. So if you're on direct music service, go to the search field, type in Simo, S-I-M-O, and you're going to be blessed with like just thousands and thousands of dope indie dance edits. So check them out if you haven't. Um, I use them heavily on Friday night at Duolingo and it was super rewarding for me because that's what I like and I started a vibe there like their people were fucking singing along to some of these some of these, some of these remixes of like 90s and 2000s rap songs that were kind of formatted for indie dance and again like this isn't stuff that's going to have hands in the air it's not stuff that people are going to be like you know pouring champagne all over themselves and popping bottles too, but it's a vibe and it's a mood and people were digging it. And when people dig the things that I dig as a DJ or the things that I'm introducing to them as a DJ, to me, that's kind of the artistry in DJing. And I, I felt very fulfilled. But of course, there was a part in the night where you've got to shift from kind of the vibe to the party. And these guys partied. They went late. They partied until 1 a.m. It was rough. I was on a balcony, so I didn't have the best of visibility of my dance floor. So I was kind of like, am I doing okay here? Am I crushing it? Am I just kind of whatever? Um, and it's a holiday party. It's a corporate holiday party. So again, you never really expect a crazy rager. Because people still, even though they're loose and it's corporate culture, like it's it's a chill corporate culture, like they're not 
doing like that offers Christmas party movie thing, I guess that came out in like 2017. Um, it's not one of those things where people they're doing blow and stuff like that and just getting lit, but they had a good time. Um, the sound guy who actually did production was telling me that I can't, can't see my, so basically like I guess the majority of my dance floor is right underneath me and being like five foot six on a good day. I can't peer over that. But he said that's where the majority of the activity was going. It was, uh, taking place and he said it was pretty good. So yeah, awesome. It was a good time. Hopefully I represented digital Dave well there, but yeah, that's my, that's my take on corporate parties guys. Like, um, I've done a handful of fortune 500 corporate parties that I've been brought in for, um, Glenn and Nate and the crew at LaForce. They brought me in for BCG, um, which is Boston consulting group. And I guess they're a big, uh, company that buys out or helps with uh, mergers and everything like that. And that was a ton of fun too, a couple of years ago and pre-COVID of course. And you know, that was a big 500 plus person party and they raged. So that, and well, corporate company, corporate party raged. So yeah, fun times, fun times. And yeah, that's again, hopefully I gave you some nuggets there with corporate parties. You know, if you want to do them, cool. But I don't want to be that DJ that's playing for 20 people and Karen, uh, you know, from the mail department or Karen, the secretary is asking for, you know, the cha-cha slide or the electric slide 10 times. That's a whole different story. That's my worst gig of all time. And I actually, I almost blocked it out of my memory. The worst. Um, I, I, I was basically forced by the person that hired me to play the electric slide five times in one night. And I was treated as I was less than human for kind of pushing back against that and just an awful, awful night. But we could talk about that some other time, maybe over some drinks, because I don't I want to stay positive here and stay looking forward. The last thing I want to chime in on here is on my uh, very, very short solo cast is the again, I'm referencing the Drew and Fuse show again. Guys, check it out. It's a fun podcast. To be honest with you, I feel like they're forcing me to step up my game and put out better content because it's a fun show to listen to. And between that and the Nick Spinelli podcast, which are two of my favorites. But going back here, Digital Dave and Drew Pierce, two very good friends of mine, two homies that I look up to probably on a higher level than just about anybody, have a debate going on. It's about Chris Brown's Yeah 3X or Yeah 3 Times, whatever. Digital Dave says it's a dance floor banger. Drew Pierce says it's a filler song. And I guess that's the best way to synopsize. I'm sure Digital Dave would say that he doesn't think it's a dance floor banger for a club atmosphere before a wedding. And Drew Pierce just says, hey, you could leave that song out of your Serato. You don't even need it. Um, maybe we'll have Digital Dave on one day to give the full story because I have heard it. Um, so regardless, I want to kind of give my take on that. I think Yeah 3X is a dance floor banger. Pause. I also think Yeah 3X sucks and could kill a dance floor. So what I'm going to do right now is define what a dance floor banger is for a private event open format DJ. To me, a dance floor banger is something that works in the right moment for the right crowd. Period. The end. Fucking... I mean, like, ABBA could be a dance floor banger on the right night for the right crowd. Going back to the electric slide, I do my best to never play group dances ever on my own fruition, but if my client wants to hear a group dance, 
I'm going to play it with a smile. So on the right night for the right crowd, the electric slide could be a dance floor banger. I don't think a dance floor banger could be... I don't think a dance floor banger is a description for a song in general. Like, so there are songs with like thumping beats and just like that could be club bangers, but they could also not be club bangers. If I'm at a cocktail party and like, let's say Duolingo, like let's say, let's say they only hired me for cocktails and I, that's it. It was just like a chill kind of like walk around and talk like vibe setting party. And I'm playing that indie dance vibe. And people are just kind of like, there's pockets of like dancing and movement, pockets of singing along. Like those songs in that moment could be kind of like a mild dance floor banger just because it's what hitting in that, it's what's hitting in that right moment. Um, but if I play like, like, yeah, 3X in that moment, I'm going to look like an asshole because even though that song could be defined in tone and energy as a dance floor banger, it's not right in that moment. So a dance floor banger really is you reading your crowd, feeling out your crowd, and playing the right songs for the right moments, and not looking like a fucking moron playing songs that are out of place for the right moment. Like, let's let's go back, let's go to my wedding on Saturday. I did a small kind of intimate wedding where the star of the show was easily my photo booth. Like, that thing had so much activity. And I had people on the dance floor all night. The dance floor was never empty, but I couldn't go hard. Because if I went hard, I would have lost people and gotten looks like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's the same reason that, like, DJ Tweak, I'm fucking naming names right here, too. Like, dropping this guy. He's a dude that doesn't know the atmosphere that he's in. And I had a talk with another DJ about him, and he's a phony, and he's trying to, like, do gig swaps where he's never going to reciprocate to my homie here who wants to play some out-of-town gigs. Not happening, bro. Not happening. But basically, this dude's a DJ that doesn't know the fucking atmosphere he's in. So he could be playing a lounge spot where, like, you're playing, like, like some, like, tech house. Like, and not the new tech house that's kind of, like, the banging shit. But, like, you know, just vibey stuff. Like, soulful stuff. Um, stuff that, you know, you're going to be able to sit and have a conversation over. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, this dude's just going to be dropping party up nonstop all night. That, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's bullshit. It's inappropriate for the event. And that's what this dude does. And if you're a DJ that's dropping shit that's inappropriate for the moment that you're in, that you're just like, dude, like they'd be better off putting Spotify on because at least the owners or the people throwing the party get the vibe. So understand what the vibe is. Feel your crowd out. Play the right shit. And that's what's going to be a banger if you even want to use that term. A banger is just a DJ that knows how to read a room and play the right songs at the right time and get the right reaction. That's it, period. That's my take on it. It could be any song in the world that's right in that moment, and you felt them out, and you made that happen. You were the tastemaker. So that's it for me today, guys. I'm signing off Monday. Sips and ish. DJ Alex Nepa. Follow me at DJ Alex Nepa. I know we have an Instagram account for Sips and Ish at Sips and Ish. I really don't update it. So, guys cool if you want to tag Sipsonish, but tag me. I'm going to re-tag you and make sure you guys get reposted. And as always, like, rate, subscribe, comment, follow, do the thing, and have a great week.